Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 116 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. 10 Things Brick-and-Mortar Retailers Wish They Knew Before Opening. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I get started on today's episode, I am so excited to share that the dates for the 2022 Savvy Shopkeeper Retreat are set. This year's retreat will be on September 18th and 19th. It's a Sunday and a Monday. It'll be at Fruchthaven Farm again in Greenville, Michigan. That's where I hosted it last year. I'm happy to say we'll be back there again this year. It's just such a perfect setting for this business retreat. So I had to bring it back there. I don't know where the 2023 retreat will be or if I will host one at this point. But this year's retreat for sure will be in Greenville, Michigan. Tickets will be limited and this will most likely sell out. So go ahead and save the dates. Tickets will be open to Master Shopkeepers members first, then Shopkeepers Lab members second, and then I'll open it up to all email subscribers and podcast listeners. So I don't know if I will have tickets that I can sell and available to the public after I sell them to group members, but we'll see. Who knows? I think we are looking to sell 70 seats. So again, it's limited, and if you've been interested, if it piqued your interest at all last year, trust me, it's worth it. It's an incredible experience on a beautiful property with a lot of amazing people. So if you aren't on my email list, make sure you go to my website, SavvyShopkeeper.com, and sign up for the newsletter so you get notified as soon as tickets go on sale. My intention for this episode is to share wisdom with you, share lessons learned, mistakes made, so that you can be better prepared when you open, if that's what you're looking to do. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you're either listening because you're curious if other shopkeepers experienced the same things you did and wish they had known the same things you did, or you're getting ready to open and you are ready to soak it all up. I also want to mention that one of my most popular resources, a comprehensive checklist for anyone looking to open a brick and mortar retail business, is something that I'm going to talk about. First, it's important to note that the title of this episode suggests that maybe this episode is only for the newbie or aspiring shopkeeper. However, this episode and the free resource I'm mentioning is actually ideal if an existing shopkeeper is either looking to expand, open a second location, or open a brand new, completely different retail store. So for those of you who are experiencing that right now, or you're getting ready to do those things, you definitely want to keep listening because I think we open and sometimes forget everything that's involved in opening. And this checklist is going to be really valuable. I've had several group members and one-on-one clients use this checklist as they either prepare to move or to open a second location. 
If you want to grab a copy of this free checklist that I keep mentioning, you're going to visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist. And of of course, we'll have this linked in the show notes for this episode too. If you sign up and get this resource and you download it, you will see this list and it may shock you. It's a little mind blowing what we can accomplish when we put our minds to it. You know, when we put our minds to opening a brick and mortar retail store, my free list, again, I want to say that it's fairly comprehensive, but it may be missing some things for your particular business type. You think about it, there are so many different versions of retail stores. So I just want to make sure that earlier I said it's comprehensive. I think it's fairly comprehensive, but there might be a thing or two on it missing depending on the type of retail business you're opening. If you're a lab or master shopkeepers member, be sure to look in the academy and search for resources and lessons that go more in depth on the items that I list on the checklist too. So you might get what I mean is you might get a cop- the copy of the free checklist and look at it and see some things noted on there. But I go a little bit deeper on a lot of things on that list in the lab. So again, if you're a group member, make sure you're searching for those keywords so you get the lessons that go with some of the things on this checklist. Okay, I feel like that was a lot of housekeeping. (laughs) So one more thing. I want to give a big shout out to Master Shopkeepers member Christy for suggesting this episode. I feel like Christy suggested this episode, oh man, maybe over a year ago. Um, And Christy is in the process of still finding her ideal space. Unfortunately, she thought she found it last year and it fell through. So this is dedicated to Christy. I'm really hoping that one day she's going to be able to grab this checklist and open up her own store. So let's get started. Okay, the first thing brick and mortar retailers wish they knew before they opened is that it's really important for them to build their business confidence or just build confidence in themselves and to set boundaries. If you want to listen to a podcast episode on setting boundaries, that would be episode 10. You have to be prepared to say no to people. You have to be prepared to manage people. You have to be prepared to protect your own mental space, your own time, your time with family, your time with friends, time with yourself, self-care time, you're going to have to set boundaries. And I want to make sure that I mention this one first. Second thing that people wish they would have known before opening a retail store is they, they wish they would have like paid attention to what their risk tolerance is or what their debt tolerance is. So you might hear some shopkeepers say, oh, you have to start small. And then some others will say, oh, you have to start big. And then you'll hear some say that credit card or any debt is an absolute no. But then if you listen to my recent podcast episode on business funding options, I mentioned that this is really a personal decision. There are some shopkeepers in our groups who are extremely successful and had big loans at the beginning or put some, at least some of their debt on credit cards, and they were able to pay all of that off. And now they're paying themselves and they're profitable and it all worked out. So again, it's a personal decision, but identify what is your tolerance for 
risk and for debt before you get started. And if you want to listen to a helpful podcast episode on this topic, I just mentioned it, it's episode 113. The next thing that I'll mention that shopkeepers wish they would have known before they opened is that retail is a roller coaster ride. And that means cash flow is really important and cash management is really important. This is a big one. And another recent episode, number 111, addresses this a bit. So again, we'll have that linked in the show notes too. Not all retail businesses, well, really most businesses, don't have consistent income every month. You know, a lot of sales, um, service-based businesses, they fluctuate too, just like retailers. It just kind of depends on the type of business. Your seasons may be different than a service-based business. But all that to say, it is definitely a roller coaster ride. So managing cash and cash flow is really important. The next thing is that buying skills will improve over time. This is number four. Buying skills will improve over time. So if you have a vendor or consignment store, this may not exactly apply to you if everything in your store is either brought in by another vendor or you consign it. However, if you're the owner of this type of store, you're still actually curating everything. So you're determining who and what products are in your store. So regardless whether it's your skills at bringing good vendors in or your skills at bringing good products in, this will get better over time. Whether you're buying at a market, again, or whether you're finding and and curating a great arrangement of vendors, you can and will get better at buying and curating. Some shopkeepers are naturally good at this. For the rest of us, we learn and improve, and this includes me. I think I've talked about this before in other episodes that I feel like our merchandising, our store displays, our window displays, um, the products that we bring in, the products that we buy at market, the furniture pieces that we offer, it has all gotten better over time because we learn what our customers love and want, and we adjust to that. On a side note about buying, one thing that I often hear from retail store owners is how important it is to find unique items for their stores. And I know there's so many online wholesale platforms to choose from these days. I've mentioned some in previous podcast episodes, So it's hard to know where to go or where to start or where to find items that not everyone is buying at market, right? Like that's the one thing that I hear often is that many of us go to Atlanta for America's Mart, Dallas Mart, Vegas Market, and that we're all buying from the same exact vendors there. So there's often this like need or want to buy from unique businesses, So I want you to know that I recently published a blog post about Bazaar.com. That's B-Z-A-A-R.com. B-Z-A-A-R.com. This is a platform that gives you the opportunity to buy from international vendors really seamlessly. At least that's the experience that I had. Their vendors and suppliers are all from Southeast Asia and India. And in this blog post, I shared about my own personal buying experience. I placed an order for my own store. And in the post, I actually walk you through my buying journey and what I think you can expect from Bazaar.com. 
You can read the full blog post at SavvyShopkeeper.com slash bizarre, or you can go to the show notes for this episode and we'll have it linked there. And the reason that I'm mentioning them, again, is because I just talked about how buying gets better. And if you are looking for unique products and maybe suppliers or vendors that you've never heard of, you've never bought from, in particular, international buyers, Bazaar is a great place to go. So I also want you to know that Bazaar is offering savvy shopkeepers, anyone who listens to the podcast, reads my emails, in my group memberships, they're offering you free shipping plus 5% off your first order. Uh, we'll link the blog post in the show notes, but if you want to check out Bazaar, visit bazaar.com, and then you're going to use the coupon codes SHIP free and SAVVY, S-A-V-V-Y, five to get the 5% off and to get free shipping on your first order. Again, this offer and the code are just for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners and readers because I recently partnered with Bazaar, but we'll have everything linked in the show notes so you can read the sponsored blog post. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned it because I don't know how long this offer is going to last. So go ahead and check it out. And if you have any feedback or you have any suggestions once you visit the platform, let me know. But again, it was super easy to navigate. We received our shipment, even though it came across the ocean, I think in two weeks. And we were really happy with everything we ordered. Okay, so moving on to number five on the list of things brick and mortar retailers wish they knew before they opened. This one is startup costs can be more than you expected. It's just like a home renovation project. This is what I'm learning. Shopkeepers often say plan for double, whether it's the build out, renovations, or inventory buying. It seems like aspiring retailers often underestimate how much they will actually spend. So be prepared. Think about it. If you end up doubling or tripling your budget, that alone can be so mentally exhausting then maybe you would consider not opening at all, and I really want you to be prepared here. On the other hand, I also had a one-on-one client who recently said that had she known what the real number would be, maybe she would not have considered moving forward and opening her store. So sometimes ignorance is bliss. Either way, I want you to know that most likely or oftentimes shopkeepers go over budget and I don't want this to affect your mindset to the point where you just stop yourself from moving forward. Number six on the list is margins, margins, margins. Many retailers wish they would have known how to price products and or why this is so important. Retailers often, especially new retailers, they often don't realize how much the actual price of one item that sells, like how much of that goes right back into buying more products. That's your margin. I'll be careful not to go down a rabbit hole here. Or they wish that they knew that constant discounting, it could be, it's fun for customers, but damaging to their business. And they should protect their margins more than they normally do. Now, of course, this doesn't apply to all retailers. But again, I'm just sharing some lessons learned from other retail business owners that they wish they would have known from the beginning. And that's really to protect their margins. If you want to listen to a podcast episode on this topic, it's the Retail Profit Pie episode, and that's episode 44. Another one that goes along with this that can really help you protect your profit overall for the business 
is paying attention to your retail expenses, and that's episode 62. All right, number seven on the list is exhaustion and burnout are real. You are not alone if this is you now or was you years ago when you first opened. I think we all experience it at that stage when we're preparing to open and then doing the grand opening and going full throttle and working crazy hours. Shopkeepers often say that they wiped themselves out while opening. So it's really important if you're about to go through this to ask for help and or be prepared to hire help, even if it's just like temporary help to get you open. If you want a helpful episode on this topic, you'll be listening to episode 82, and that's a podcast on hiring. Number eight on the list is location can matter. And why do I say it can, you know, in quotations, it can matter. A great main street location with lots of foot traffic, with thriving and vibrant storefronts, and then constant events everywhere and a supportive community, great parking, all the things. Yes, this can definitely matter. On the flip side, though, I've seen a handful of shopkeepers run their stores or open their stores in the most unassuming, off-the-beaten-path locations, and they do an incredible job of finding their people marketing to them, and getting them to shop at their stores, regardless of their unpopular location. So yes, oftentimes location does matter, but I never want to be the person who says you can't do something. You can't open in that unassuming, off-the-beaten-path location that you think no one's going to go to. I've seen people hit it out of the ballpark, even at those locations. Number nine is you're managing people and or personalities. I want to say this one one more time, because maybe if you're going to open your store and think it's only going to be you in your store, I want to remind you that you're either managing people and or personalities. Whether you're dealing with vendors that you're buying from, consigners who are selling items in your store, employees if you do hire, and for sure you're dealing with customers you will be dealing with people. So you have to get good at this. And this is actually coming from me, a very strong introvert. I have personally learned that I don't want to be the person in my store five to seven days a week. I definitely don't. My sweet spot is two to three days a week. That's what works for me. If I also know that if I work an event or when we would do market events and it was a weekend long event, that it would take me a good two days to recover. And I truly enjoy working with people, but I've had to learn what my own boundaries are around that and what works for me and how to do that in a good, healthy place. And again, I've had to, I have to manage people in my own business. I have to manage customers, vendors. For sure, salespeople, all of those things. So I don't want you to think that even if you don't plan on hiring, that you don't have to manage people. We still have to manage them. And then number 10 is the value of setting up systems and processes early, particularly inventory and bookkeeping. If you're a lab or master shopkeepers member, you know I talk about this all the time. And a couple of podcast episodes that are really helpful here is episode 20, why inventory management is important. And then I'll link a blog post on why it's really important to separate your finances early on. 
as soon as you grab that EIN, as soon as you establish your LLC or whatever it is your is your business entity, you want to make sure that you open that bank account, a separate business bank account. And that one, if I didn't already mention it, is episode 77. Oh, no, this is another one. Actually, you also want to listen to episode 77, why you need a bookkeeper. So that was episode 20. We're going to link the blog post about separating your finances and then episode 77. Whew. I feel like I mentioned a lot of other podcast episodes and blog posts. So there you have it. 10 things brick and mortar retailers wish they knew before opening. I want you to listen to this. You are learning from the rest of us when I talk about this podcast episode. And a lot of this is me But not every single point that I made on here on the 10 things come from me specifically. It comes from other shopkeepers I've talked to, one-on-one clients I've worked with, group members. It is a combination of years of me learning what those brick-and-mortar retailers wish they knew before opening. Learn from our lessons. Learn from our experiences. Learn from our mistakes and naivete and ignorance and all of the things. Again, this is an episode where I mentioned a lot of other resources. So if you want to see the show notes to this episode, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 116. We will have everything linked there. If you want to grab a copy of the free checklist for opening a brick and mortar store, whether you're reopening, expanding, opening a second location, opening a brand new store, It is a fantastic resource. I actually improved it tremendously a couple months ago. So to grab that, you're going to visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist. We'll have that linked in the show notes too. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase, shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See Associate for details.